You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello and welcome to Inspire Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor, and we are continuing on day two or part two of our Stop Self-Sabotaging Challenge. This is a four-part series, and I am now today handling the how to make changes that last. And what you're going to be learning is how to start changing your behaviors today by implementing a few simple tactics that I'm going to be teaching you to help it to be easy for you to start and stick with these habits long term. And the Stop Self-Sabotaging Challenge is all about how to overcome yourself so that you can become the achiever that you desire to be. And this was born out of a challenge that I did in my Facebook group called the Social Selling Success Society. So if you are a Christian woman who serves and sells through your social platforms and you desire to get unstuck and to the next level this year, I want to support you. Please join us over there. You can be encouraged. I give great training. I do these challenges. You have access to me. I do free coaching and mentoring over there, and it's all free. And I do that because I really, really want to help you succeed. So please join me over there on that Facebook group. And for those of you that are here and now, whether you go over there or not, you can access this PDF that I've made for you. It is absolutely amazing. It is all four parts in one. You can either do an online version or a printable version. And what it has inside of it is all the notes of the things that I go over in these podcasts. But also, more importantly, it has mentoring worksheets in there so that you can apply what you're learning to your situation, that you can really get clear so that you can take action. And that is what I want for you is to apply the knowledge that you're gaining. We don't want to just be learners. We want to be people that are growing and moving forward. So let's get in to the training. And when we're talking about making changes that last, I would like to start out with this scripture. I tried to get an anchoring scripture for each day. And the one that I chose here is, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Psalms 32, 8. And the reason why I wanted to start with that is because we need to remember that without being connected to the vine, we can do nothing. And He is the mind and we are the branches and apart from him, we can truly do nothing. We need to make sure that we are rooted in the truth and in the word. And that is where all change begins. All transformation begins with the truth of God transforming our lives. So let's remember that. But here are some very simple things that you can take away and start making these changes that actually stick instead of starting things and never really getting ahead and just spinning your wheels. These are the things that you can do differently. And so when we're talking about how to make a positive change in your life, like a real change that sticks, I have four different ideas for you. One of them is about making a plan. And then I'm suggesting to you how to make over your daily habits. The next one is to start small and then to create accountability. Those are the four steps that I'm going to cover here right now. And then we're going to be getting into how to make a 90-day plan of action. It's a process that I want to teach you. It's very simple. I also have in the PDF a template for you to be able to break down your 90-day goals. And then I'm going to teach you some methods on how to make your habits stick. And then we're going to be just talking a little bit about 
what are some of those ways that and why you want to take small steps forward, what that can look like, as well as what kind of accountability can you create and how can that help you? And we'll give some specific examples about that. So let's get into this training. And when we're talking about how to make a positive change in your life, number one is you have to have a solid plan. Failing to plan is a plan to fail. Have you heard that before? I think that sometimes when you actually are out there doing the work, some of these quotes become alive to you and they make so much more sense. So I understand now that you cannot just fly by the seat of your pants. And so many people fail in this industry particularly because we are used to when we go to a job, we go to a job and they tell us exactly what to do. There aren't a whole lot of questions about what we're supposed to be spending our time doing during the eight hours that we're at work, right? But we get into business for ourselves and we we know a general idea of what we're supposed to be doing, but we don't really know and have a system for the way that we're going to be going about things. And so people are very sporadic and they just work on things that maybe don't matter at all or they they avoid the things that are hard or they don't know how to do certain things and they avoid them completely. And so What I want to teach you today is about how you need to have a plan. You need to know and what you will get by the end of this is your 90 day plan where we are going to take it from what is your 90 day goal and then breaking it down into monthly goals and then breaking those monthly goals into weekly goals and then a daily goal. So that you know on Monday what you're doing and on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, you already have a plan of what you're going to be tackling. Instead of just flying by the seat of your pants, you are going to have a very balanced business. You're going to be touching different parts that are important, but you're going to be staying focused on the most important pieces. And I'm going to be teaching you how to do that. So you have to have a plan. Having a plan is imperative. So if you couldn't tell me exactly what you need to be doing to reach your 90-day goal, then you need to go through this process. And the reason why I'm saying that is because for so long, I kept in my mind thinking, I know what I need to be doing. I'm just not doing it. Well, if you don't have a very detailed plan, it's a lot easier to not do what you've planned to do. So it's a really good idea for you to plan to make a plan that you can follow. You don't even have to think about it. You don't have to kill brain cells or spend time preparing before you get to work. You can just sit down and get to work because you know exactly what you need to do. So the second part of that is that you have to make over your daily habits. Your success is made by what you are doing on a daily basis. And many people don't realize this, that you are not necessarily not succeeding because you aren't doing all the things It's that every day you aren't doing the right things and you aren't taking the small steps forward daily in your little habits. And so what I want to point out to you is that you need to really know and look at how you are spending your time, what you're doing on a daily basis. And furthermore, you need to make sure that you are making time for your business to be able to succeed. You cannot squeeze it in the cracks of your life And if you continue to try to squeeze it in, you might make some progress, but you will never make the big goals and dreams that you desire because you have to be more intentional than that. And so the intention starts in our average day and the way that we're spending our time 
And basically what I'm going to ask you to do is to really think about on a daily basis or looking at it per day, if your days vary a lot, and you'll have to really think about what am I doing in my day that is not serving the goal? What can be eliminated that is absolutely not serving the goal, that is not nurturing me, that I can just eliminate? And that's a very important thing because so often we just keep doing the same thing over and over and we don't stop to consider, is this still serving me? Is this still something that I want in my life? And there are other habits that you might be doing and you have to ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now, is this serving me and my purpose and my 90-day goal? And if the answer is no, you need to really reconsider why you're doing it. Now, there's going to be things that we have in our life that they don't serve any purpose other than you know, comforting us or making us happy and giving us joy. And we want those things. We just want to have those things in balance. Because if we only do that, then we can be sure that we might have a nice, happy life, a comfortable life, but we're not going to reach big and make an impact in the world staying in that zone all the time. So we have to have a balance of that, right? So the third thing is that I want to suggest to you that you need to start small. And the quote that I put on here is, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And after I put that on there, I'm like, that is a saying that definitely people say and I hear all the time. I have no idea where it came from. It's kind of an odd saying, but it does make sense. And the point is in the visual of it is that an elephant's a really big thing. And the only way that you're ever going to eat it is one bite at a time. And so we need to start focusing on the process, even though we have the goal, which is what is going to give us the focus and the aim. We need to make sure that we have the process down of how we're going to get there and we can then tick it off every single day, bite by bite by bite. We are making steps to go further toward our goal and the decisions that we're making, whether it be our daily habits and the way that we're spending our time each day, that we are in alignment with where we want to go. And so we want to make sure that we're constantly looking at that alignment and making sure that what we're doing and the steps that we're taking are leading us toward what we want and not veering us off path or even taking us backward. So we have to start and we can start small. I'm going to give you some more ideas about starting small here at the end, but I wanted to just put that in the sequence. So, so far we're Number one is you have to have that detailed plan. Number two is you need to make over your daily habits and make sure that all of your habits are leading you. They are empowering what you want and not disempowering your life. And then the next thing is that you need to start and start small taking steps forward. And the way you're going to be able to do that is through having that daily plan that we're going to break down at the end here. And the fourth step is that you need to create some kind of accountability. I had heard on a podcast, they had done some scientific studies and they found that people were 67% more likely to reach their goals if they just checked in with someone once a week. And so that didn't even have to be like a professional coaching accountability or anything. It was just merely checking in with somebody. We need some kind of accountability outside of ourselves in order for us to really move forward. So 
we need to think about who that can be. And I want to encourage you for it to be somebody other than a close friend, unless they're in somehow in business with you and they really understand the business that you're in. So a spouse or a close friend isn't necessarily the greatest accountability. And I have found that even if somebody is, let's just say, on a team above you, they're your leader, sometimes having accountability to a leader even can feel a little intimidating because I know for me, I was working with a coach and I mean, I was paying him, so he didn't really care, but there were definitely times when I was coaching with my leaders or as somebody I was paying and I was supposed to be having accountability and I would exaggerate what I had done or almost lie and then it would just kind of be like something I would do a little bit later to just be an accountability of like that I said that I did it and I hadn't. So it would get me moving but at the time it would make me feel a lot of shame when the those people were checking in with me. And so if I had not done it, I wouldn't want to be honest with them because I didn't want to let them down, whether it be the coach I was paying and he was trying to help me or my upline, I didn't want to let them down. And so I lied out of not wanting to let people down and people please. And so I think that the accountability works really, really well. If it's somebody that's like in a similar business to you, that's in a run like you are, that has big goals like you are, maybe in a networking type situation, you meet somebody like that or a you know, somebody who's in a cross line or some that something like that, where nothing that you're doing is impacting their life, but you are checking in with them. So I have a lot of different accountability calls with people in a company called Self Leadership Global, and they are all building their own businesses. All of our businesses look very different, but we all know what it looks like to press yourself forward. And so it's really good for us to just check in every once in a while with each other. And that accountability has really worked for me. And then here at the end, I will talk more about accountability and different ways that you can have self accountability. So now let's move on to the 90 day plan of action. And how do you go about creating that? The first thing that I want to propose that you do, of course, is you have to get really specific and reasonable about precisely what your goal is going to be for your 90 days. Like, what do you want to achieve? But we've heard this before about creating reasonable goals. It really needs to be something that you truly can tell me that you've seen someone else accomplish it or you have an exact idea of what it would take to accomplish that. Like, I can set a goal to make a million dollars, but I know that if I were to sell just over a thousand of my courses that I already have that as an asset that I could do that, that it's a reasonable thing because I actually have an asset and I could do the math and say a thousand people is actually reasonable. Like how long that would take would depend on how much time I was going to put into it, I imagine. So I just want you to know that you can have a big goal, but you need to be able to back it up with somebody else's evidence. Like if somebody else has done it, once that person is broke that four minute mile, you know, then you can do it too. But you also need to be reasonable with what they are a different person than you are. And so they may have been coming in 
with a lot more than you, or they may have had a different association, or there may have been different factors that allowed them to have that success. So just be reasonable. So you want to make sure that you have a clear 90-day goal of what you want to accomplish, of course. You want it to be reasonable, and you want to have evidence to kind of support why you think you can do that. And that's also for your own belief, because if you pick crazy goals, and you may be somebody like me who's done that, where you pick these crazy goals where you really don't have any reasonable explanation as to why other than that's what I want and that would be great if. And so make sure that you have a reasonable goal. And then once you have that, and this is not on the notes, but I think that it would be really valuable for you if you created a list of benefits of what that 90-day goal could mean to you and what it would give you, whether it's about how you would feel if you had that or what it can give you monetarily. And be very clear about the benefits of that because we need to have those benefits and the why out there in front of us when we are trying to sprint even in 90 days or we may give up. If we don't have that ability to look at those things and make them tangible. And I really loved this idea that I had gotten from somebody. And I'm not sure if this is later on in the training here or not, because I do a lot of different trainings. So I'm getting a little mixed up, but I'll give you this as a bonus anyways. And Jasmine Starr had given me this idea of doing a dream book beside your bed, where you put pictures and you write down like what your goals are, and the things that you are really working toward. And you have visuals, and you have thoughts and feelings and you're journaling about it and you have it right beside your bed and it's something that you could do every single night before you go to bed and you're basically programming your mind to dream about these things because we dream about the things that we put into our mind before we go to sleep and so it's a very very good thing for you to have a very clear reasonable goal that you could be so clear that you could write about it have pictures with it that you know exactly what the benefits are of you reaching that goal very important and it's really good for us to have these 90-day goals because we want to know where we're headed in five and ten years because we want to stay on the right trajectory but things can shift and change between now and then that we don't know not too much is going to shift and change in a 90-day period so it's a lot more controllables and that's why that's good So after you have written out your reasonable, very specific end goal, and you've written out the benefits, then you want to mind dump and get clear on what exactly is it going to take for you to get there in 90 days. What are all the things that you're going to have to do? And that is going to be your assignment for today's lesson on the mentoring worksheets as I give you a template for you to go through this process. And so it's very important for you to really mind up and allow yourself to be reasonable again about what is it going to take? Because when you start really crunching the numbers and you break it down to that measurable bite-sized piece, then you will know like it's not just that you need the big end result of like I need to do 30 different things to make it happen, but you need to know specifically what that is so you can break down how much time is that going to really take and really schedule it. So after you have mind dumped and you don't need to overthink it too much, just start writing, then what you want to do is you then break it down into each month. What do you need to be accomplishing each month? So you have the three different months. So you're basically taking the 90 day goal and you're breaking it into three smaller goals that 
will add up to what your 90 day goal is. And then after you have your monthly goals, then you of course have to make a weekly task plan for accomplishing your monthly goals. So you take your month, you have four weeks usually in a month, and so you need four weeks of an action plan. And so it might shift and change depending on what your goal is. Week one may not look the same as week two, may not look the same as week five, and so that's why it's really important for you to really look at what do you need to be doing and focusing on during those times. The next step is that you need to be breaking those weekly things into daily tasks. So even if things shift and change a little bit, what you can do is each day, what you should think about doing is as much as possible, try to group like tasks together. So what is really, really smart, the way that our brain works and is most efficient is to stay on the same train of thought at the same time and not be skipping around to all kinds of different things. So for instance, when I am sitting down to do podcasts, I do so much better when I just do all the podcasts all at once for these series rather than breaking them up. And there have been times where I've done a podcast, I've edited the podcast, then I have to go and do the artwork and I have to upload it and then I have to do voice clips and I have to do the marketing. And when I do all of that in one day, it is the hardest day because I'm doing so many different tasks. So even just using the example of my podcast, it would be so much better for me on Mondays to record, on Tuesdays to edit, on Wednesdays to create the design stuff and on Thursdays to then work on the marketing piece of it because then my mind isn't shifting around so much. So I want you to really look at your task and try to group things together and put them on certain days. So maybe Monday morning you're doing a particular task and then Monday afternoon after lunch you can shift because it's a new work session, right? But try to do the same kind of a task on the day of the week as much as you can in one setting do the same thing. That's going to help you out so much. And now this is the thing that most people miss. And this is where the little bitty differences that separate the players and the people who achieve from the people who do a lot of work and don't really get to where they want to go. And so listen up. This is one of those things. And it's about having a weekly check-in with yourself. What this does is when you have a weekly check-in based on what's going on in your life, based on how the progress is going, based on the challenges that you're having, you can really make adjustments as needed when you're checking in with yourself weekly. And so it's a very important part of the process to do a check-in. And I just heard the other day, James Wedmore teaches that every quarter you sit down with yourself and you check in with yourself and you really analyze your wins. You, uh, you analyze what went well. You analyze what didn't go well. And you can use that data to make good decisions. And this is the problem. Most people don't take the time to really check in. And so we need to make sure that we're giving ourselves that time. So that's how you make a 90-day plan. So I'll just go over it really quickly. You have to begin with the end in mind. You need to know where you're going and you need to be specific, reasonable, and you need to know why and have the benefits listed out. I I think it'd be a really good idea for you to build some kind of a dream book beside your bed where it's right there. You can just grab it for five minutes before you go to sleep. The next thing is to do that mind dump and get really clear on exactly what you're going to have to do and all the tasks that you're going to have to do. And then you start grouping those into monthly goals and 
then weekly goals, and then daily goals, and then make sure that you group things into like tasks, stay with like tasks. And so that is a piece that I actually did not put in here that I do want to share with you is it's a really good idea after you mind dump to group things into categories. And then it's a lot easier for you to then divvy them out into the tasks. So I forgot to put that on here, but that is how it works best. And then make sure you're checking in with yourself to see what needs to shift and change for you to continue to move toward the goal. Because we like to say that you can shoot for the moon. You may not make it to the moon, but you will at least hit the stars. And especially if you're checking in with yourself and making adjustments and realigning, then you have a way better chance, right? All right, so now let's get into some ideas about how to make your habits stick. And this is a good one, and I may have talked about it before on here. It's something that I learned from another influencer online, and her name is completely slipping me, so I can't even give her credit, and I'm so sorry. But this is all about how to make your habits stick. And what you first can do is, again, make a list of the benefits of that new habit because the benefits need to outweigh the pain of having to do it. So... Really be clear and be able to focus on what are the benefits, how are you going to be rewarded emotionally and physically and around in your life by implementing this new habit. We can't change all of our habits all at once. It's good to get aware of them and then just choose one to really focus on. And then once you master that one, then you can move on to the next one. And that's another way of moving those little steps along the way. We've tried it, right? We have all tried changing everything at once. That's it. I'm going to live a healthy lifestyle. I'm going to change every single thing, everything about the way I shop, everything about the things that I drink and the things that I eat, the way that I cook, all of it all at once because I have a goal and I'm going to lose weight. And you actually can do that for a while, but your willpower will lose steam if you are working that hard trying to change too much at once. Your brain will be so exhausted. And so, because it will be resisting you and finding you and trying to see what is the normal, the new normal. And so some people can fight through that for a time and eventually you can win over your brain. But if you want to keep yourself from having a lot of anxiety, then it's better just to focus on one. And if you really want to push it, I would say up to three habits that you're going to be really working on implementing and changing. So the next thing about a habit and making it stick is you want to create some kind of a visual cue. Because you need to remind your brain that you are now doing this. And so it can be a visual cue where you leave something visual out to remind you. So if you're trying to drink more water, you can leave your water bottle somewhere where you can see it and it's going to trigger you. You could leave your dream book out beside the bed or put it on your pillow so it triggers you to do it. Until you get in a habit of it, you need to help yourself out and give yourself as many opportunities to be able to say yes to your new habit. And so those visual cues are going to go a long way. The visual cues of really being clear with the benefits of what the habit is going to do for you and going over those, that's a really good visual to go over too. The next thing is that you want to make sure that you layer ha new habits. If you can layer them alongside other habits that you already have, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to keep that habit 
and that visual cue is going to be there to support you, but then layering it with another habit is going to make it a lot easier to be successful at. So let's just say you decided you want to start taking your vitamins, you keep forgetting them, and so you, you set them out in a way that you can visually see them, but then you layer it alongside something else that you do habitually, maybe your morning coffee, maybe at night when you brush your teeth, and so that's the way you want to be thinking about it. What am I always doing regularly? I pick up my child at the same time. I have my coffee. I brush my teeth. I, you know, get in the car and drive to work at the same time. So what are the different things that you can do to layer? The next thing is to just set an audible reminder on your phone, whatever way you want to. It can be an alert on your computer even, and some kind of a reminder to help you, to trigger you again, another layer of helping you to implement this new habit into your life. Lastly, a really good way to stick to habits and to really keep yourself accountable is to create some kind of a tracker. So I don't know what that looks like for you because it really depends on what habit that you're doing, but there are tons and tons of free printable trackers on Pinterest for whatever it is that you need, I'm sure. Most of the customizable um planners have little things that you can do to create a tracker. You could create your own by just going and buying the the paper that has the little squares on it, the graph paper, and you could make your own tracker. And so super easy. I know that when I was tracking myself making calls, I did I just got a poster board and a nickel and I just made little circles and then I just had to check them off or fill them in. You could do it as elaborate or as simple as you want. But tracker really, really helps for you to get new habits in your life. All right, so now I want to just chat a little bit more. We have just a little bit more to cover here. This is probably going to be shorter than my normal podcast. But when we are looking at habits and we're looking at trying to move forward, we're looking at those small steps. And so the reason why it's so important for you to really know the very, very small minuscule things that you need to be doing is that you can focus on the small steps and taking them so that you can fly under the radar of your brain's resistance. So like I said, when you try to change too much at once, your own brain will begin to attack you because you are confusing it because it likes to be efficient. It does 97% of the same thoughts and things every day. And so when you're implementing a whole lot of new things, it's really um in hyper alert focus mode and it's trying to keep you safe and it's trying to understand. And so it's really good for you to be starting small and then that keeps your fear down. It helps you to maintain and continue to go without tapping into that resistance. So what this can look like is, let's just say that you have a goal. This is an example for me. I really wanted to start keeping my kitchen clean and I have a lot of resistance when it gets really messy. It feels overwhelming. It's just one more thing for me to do. I never wanted to deal with it. And so I would make a deal with myself and I would say, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to unload the top shelf. And what's really interesting about taking a small step is that action breeds more action. So if you will take that one tiny step, whatever that may be, if you just say, okay, I'm just going to make one call or I'm going to just do this one thing and it's so small that you can't even say no to yourself, make it so tiny that it's a compromise that you can't even talk yourself out of because it's so tiny. And then you just do it. And once you get in action, then it's easy to stay in action. 
It's the most amazing thing. It's so easy. It's so much easier to get going. It's it's the law of what is it? The law of inertia? Is that what it's called? Where an object in motion stays in motion? I think that's the right and how you say it, but it's so true. And so we want to think about what is the most minimal thing that I can do. And particularly if you're having any kind of hesitation or fear, we've already talked about it in the past about using the 54321 method from Mel Robbins. The um, It's called the five second rule to get into action. But what is something else that is so small that you can do to get you in action. So I had heard a story when I first learned this idea and they talked about having resistance to going running in the morning. And so they would lay out their clothes and their shoes and everything the night before. And then all that they had to do was tell themselves as soon as that alarm rings, I'm putting my feet on the floor. That was their first small step. The next small step that they compromised to do was I'm just going to put on my shoes. The next small step was I'm just going to go get a glass of water. And then once they got in motion, then they could stay in motion. It's very powerful. So definitely if you are going, not going to, don't do nothing is the point. You have to at least take some small steps forward in order for you to move forward. If you do nothing, nothing will change. And we've seen it happen. We've had it happen in our lives so often and we need to start doing things differently. So the last thing that I want to talk to you is about creating accountability to hold yourself capable to the process. And so we can do anything, right? We really can do whatever it is that we have set out to do if we just don't give up, if we just don't quit, if we just refuse to give in. But a great way to hold yourself accountable is those trackers because you can really be honest with yourself about what you're doing, what you're not doing. And then you can also have an expectation, just like if you are a farmer out there that has tilled its soil and done all of the steps and they've planted the seeds and they're watering, they know that if they're doing all those things, eventually a harvest will come. And so I want you to know that if you are tracking the process of what you are doing and you are able to tick things off of that list and you are going through the process and you're staying focused on doing the process, then your harvest will come too. It's just the way that life works. So you need to think of ways to hold yourself accountable. So I already told you to find somebody kind of cross line or somebody who you don't have that you're not too awful close with because if they're too close to you, then it gets a little complicated. So find somebody to be accountable with, to just share accountability with. They should also be somebody who's in a run like you, that they have a 90-day goal as well. You can create the trackers. You can also do social media accountability. So you could literally go onto social media and say, hey guys, I have this 90-day goal. This is what I'm working toward. I'm holding myself accountable and I'm checking in here and I'm just going to be checking in with you guys every once in a while to just kind of let you know. And if you haven't heard from me, I want you to just kind of reach out to me and say, hey, how's that going? And I would really appreciate that because that is you creating some kind of social and self-accountability. A lot of times we won't do things necessarily if we just know them ourselves, but if we announce them to other people, we will because of our ego. So it's a really good thing. Sometimes our ego can work for us at times as well. Another great way to create accountability for yourself is to gamify it. And what that means is to play games with yourself by setting up like 
things that you're going to do. And when you do that, you have a reward for yourself. You reward yourself somehow. And so that you're rewarding yourself along the way, maybe every week, maybe even daily. It depends on you and your goals and what you need. And it doesn't have to be a big reward. It can be something really small. And I know that I do this to make deals with myself. Like if I go and do that, then I'm going to allow myself to do something else that I enjoy. And I won't allow myself to do that thing that I enjoy unless I do that thing that I don't want to do. So it just is a way to play and to make it more fun. You could gamify it with a team. You could gamify it with cross connections with your family even. If you are have a goal and you want to be held accountable, then maybe you can involve your family somehow in the game. And so there's lots of ways to do that. You can just Google gamification and how to gamify a goal and it can help give you some ideas. And of course, you can always be part of a mastermind. It's a really good idea to create a mastermind situation, again, with people who are your peers that also have similar kind of goals to you that are in 90 day sprints as well. You could have these masterminds and then you guys can all utilize that to motivate one another. Because as you see somebody else win, then it's very motivating to you. If you're the only one in your life that's really pressing toward your limits and you are really trying to be your very best and everyone else around you is just in their comfort zone, it can be really hard to keep running. And you get tired and weary because it feels like no one else around you is working as hard as you. And so it's really good to be in a mastermind type situation around other people that are also doing similar things to you. And then, of course, having your own personal mentor or coach is a really, really good idea too to help you to stay accountable to yourself. Because in a, a good mentor or coach is not there to make you feel guilty or shameful in any way. They're actually there to support you, to ask you questions, to help you to get unstuck so that you can figure out why you're not doing what you need to be doing. I know that's what I do for people. So thank you so much for listening. Let me recap the things that we learned on the part two of making changes that last is we talked all about how to make a positive change in your life by having a solid plan, making over your daily habits, starting small and eating that elephant one bite at a time and creating accountability for yourself. Then I told you how to make a 90-day plan of action by beginning with a very specific and reasonable goal with your end result in mind and then having those benefits clearly laid out and your why very much in your mind as well as mind dumping and getting clear on exactly what it's going to be taking so that you can schedule the right amount of time and the right tasks and that then you want to break it down into monthly, weekly, and daily goals and tasks. Then you want to break it down to monthly and weekly goals and then have daily tasks for each week. And then most importantly, you need to be doing those check-ins with yourself weekly to make sure you're on track and make adjustments as necessary. And to make your habits stick, you want to make that list of benefits so that you remind yourself why you're even doing it in the first place to motivate you to keep going. You want to create a visual cue if you can layer it alongside another habitual habit that's going to help you to keep it easier. 
it's really good idea to have some kind of audible timer to just add that other layer of accountability and then you want to have some kind of a tracker to see where you're at with your habit and how you're doing on it and so that you can celebrate your win and the changes that you're making because sometimes those tiny little things that we're doing every single day they will add up but we may not see results from them for 90 days and I've heard that is is actually what it normally takes is 90 days of doing something before you can really see a measurable result. So at least if you're doing the tracker, you know you're getting closer and closer and closer and that you are doing what it takes and you will see a, a harvest from your efforts. And we need that as individuals. We need that. And to just continue to do those small steps forward that are going to be flying under the radar of your fear. Even if you get a lot of resistance, just do small, small, small steps. The easiest, tiniest step that you can take just to keep moving forward and to tap into that law of um, object in motion stays in motion. And then, of course, hold yourself accountable by creating gamification, by having trackers, You could even have a nightly check-in to just kind of list down what are three things that I did today to move myself closer. You could also join a mastermind or hire a mentor or just have that cross-accountability partner. All right, I think that we got through this. What you are going to be doing on the worksheets for today is it has a template for you to get clear on what your 90-day goal is and then to do your mind dump. And so that you are ready when we go to the end here on the fourth part of this, then you are already ready to create your 90-day goal because you've already mind dumped and did that part of the equation. So thank you so much for listening. Again, if you are not a member of my Social Selling Success Society, I invite you to join. It's completely free, full of value. And if you've never left me a review or shared this with a friend, I would so appreciate it. And I will make sure that you get a shout out if you leave me a review or I know that you shared it. Until next time, shine bright and make a difference.